The Local Youth Worker is a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. Since 1972, RYM has sought to reach and equip youth for Christ. And this podcast seeks to reach and equip those parents and youth workers who share that same desire. For more information on our student conferences, youth leader training, or resources, visit rym.org. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Local Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Pirrett. This is episode 391, and at the time of this recording, I have no idea who else will be joining us on this podcast later, um, but I do know who is with me now, uh, Scott Bird. Scott, how's it going? Going good. How are you, John? Good, good. It's good to see you. Good to um, chat with you a little bit. Um, those who have been tuning into the podcast know that we are starting each episode off with our resource roundup. Um, Scott, what is a resource in ministry that is currently helpful to you? Okay, so this is uh, this has been a really helpful resource, and RYM did not ask me to say this, uh, but it's been the RYM track series, uh, the book on gaming. Is hey. it is it Reagan Rose that wrote that? Is that right? Yes, Reagan Rose from Redeeming Productivity. Yeah, so we've been using that for our uh, senior high guys small group, and um, it's just really, really well written. I think he he does a really good job of um, balancing both the good and the bad that can uh, come with with gaming, and uh, and it's good. I mean, I don't, I'm not a gamer, but it has made me think about. Uh, what it looks like to have dominion, you know, what does it look like to um, uh, to be creative? What does it look like to, uh, I don't know, just there's, there's been a lot of really helpful resources. He talks about, you know, that that having dominion in video games requires no risk because there's nothing to lose, but having dominion in real life is, is actually risky. And uh, that's what God calls us to, but there's actual reward as well. Talks about, you know, our main mission and kind of relates that to video games in a way that I think my guys kind of were like, ah, yeah. Talks about side quests and like distractions from the main mission and things like that. So um, it's just been a really, really good book. Our students have liked it. Uh, it's, it's kind of fostered some good discussion uh, and it, I think it goes beyond gaming uh, and can kind of apply to a lot of different people. No, Scott. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. It is one of those, obviously, you know, RYM produced these, uh, but uh, Reagan did such a good job uh, in that resource. Um, and, and me saying not only just seeing how, yes, this could, you know, resonate with teenagers, obviously, but youth workers utilizing it in small group studies, but me as a father, um, I have a 13-year-old boy uh, who likes Fortnite and, and other things, other games, and this has been helpful for me just to put it in his hands and give him some more thoughtfulness about the world he's entering into and all that. And so, yeah, I, I was really excited about that resource when it came out and want to tell people if you have not heard of RYM's track series, I think we have 15 books now in that series. They're very short books that are very accessible um, just in their link, but also they're like $3.99. Some of them I think are $4.99, so they're very cheap, um, but all kinds of topics. So glad that's that's being useful uh, for your ministry. Yeah, I would, uh, I would highly recommend it to, to anybody for junior high or senior high. Um, I think it's, it can apply pretty broadly. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and part of my, you know, if people see those books, it has that I'm the series editor on there, um, which one I, I actually didn't like that and didn't want that, but the, the publisher um, required that. And what that means is I, I do you get not... all the money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me just be clear. I get no money from that. Let me just throw that out. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I'm not editing like grammar. Um, so if people check it out and they're like, Hey, this, you know, isn't grammatically correct. Hey, that's not my job. My job is to try to make things more accessible to teens. I'm changing the examples, changing the words, but I bring all this up to say, I basically did nothing for Reagan's book because Mm -hmm. he did such a good job of communicating and, uh, knowing his, his voice with teens. Anyway, it was just great. So I basically, hardly touched that book. Um, and that's part of the reason I just, I like it so much. He just did such a good job. So Scott, I know we're needing to, to wrap this up, but we're also asking people for a resource that's not related to ministry. And this can be a very broad use of the word resource. Yeah. So, um, earlier you said, you know, think about something that you're enjoying right now. Uh, my wife and I are, are watching the crown on Netflix. Uh, have you seen yeah. that? I have not. I've definitely okay. heard about it. So it goes through Queen Elizabeth's kind of life and, and reign. And uh, uh, so Nate Brigetti, you know, I went to one of his uh, his <laughs> shows. He's a comedian. I went to one of his shows not long ago. And he said that he watches history documentaries just on the edge of his seat because he doesn't know <laughs> anything about history. And that's how this has been for me. I'm just like, oh, what's going to happen next? I don't know anything about you know, England or, the, you know, the queen or how their government works or anything, but it's been a really good resource. I mean, not, I don't, I don't know resource, but it's been enjoyable sure. and it's, it's been a good show for, uh, you know, it's just real, real characters. There's complexity. They're struggling with things like, you know, forgiveness and being a Christian and forgiveness. What does that look like? There's sin, you know, all throughout there's redemption. Um, so it's been a really good show that we've, we've really enjoyed watching together. That's good. Yeah, that's one I've heard a lot about, and yeah, I need to check it out. Um, and yeah, I'm thinking of Nate Bargatze and that that comment. I think he said he watched a documentary on Pearl Harbor, and he was just as surprised as the people at Pearl Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, oh my goodness, yeah, he's hilarious. And yeah, yeah. those who listen know Chandler talked about him a few um, episodes ago. Um, so Scott, thanks for sharing that. Um, right now, we'll, we'll have somebody else. I don't know who it is yet, but we'll have somebody else. Michael Hall is joining me on the podcast today. Michael, how's it going? Hey, John. It's good good to see you. I know um, I've totally lost count of how many times you've been on the podcast, and a lot of our listeners know who you are and they've heard from you, but... I also know a lot of people are tuning in who might not know who you are at all. So why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about where you live and uh, what you do with RYM. Cool. Thanks, John. Uh, I live in Charlottesville, Virginia. I moved here in 2012. I was on staff at a a church here in town as the youth pastor. It was the third church I served. Served in youth ministry for a little over 20 years. Joined the RYM staff as the director of training uh, full-time in the summer of 2016, uh, came on kind of a part-time year there, 2015, uh, in the fall. Uh, so yeah, was, the was, was hired to oversee, lead, direct, cast vision for, et cetera, et cetera, the, the training avenue of the mission of RYM, uh, serving the church as they reach and equip youth for Christ. So living here, uh, married, have three kiddos, two out of the house, 
uh, one junior in high school. So uh, had youth ministry at home here for a little while as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it's always encouraging. I say this, I think every time um, a coworker comes on, but yeah, just to be able to catch up with someone I work alongside, even though we're separated by many states. Um, and I'm glad too, that you uh, highlighted the the vision of RYM. I think it's just helpful, you know, back in January, uh, we as a staff got together and got to have a staff retreat. And we do that somewhat quarterly throughout the year to, to be together and share the same space. And, and each time it seems like we kind of rehearse our vision because we, we say, you know, all the time our heartbeat is for the local church. And it's helpful to just be reminded of what we seek to do um, with this ministry. And again, it's the Lord's ministry and we're simply stewarding it. But, uh, you know, our, our avenues of ministry, conferences, training and, and resources and um, many know about our summer conferences. We have six across the United States. Um, our, our training, which we'll talk more about in just a minute, and then resources. Uh, this podcast is part of the, the resources, our track series that um, I think I always forget. It's 15 titles that we have out now, um, free Bible studies. We just released uh, Trees, a Bible study. He'll actually come on in a later episode to talk a little bit about that, but it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's free online right now, and we actually... Um, have Grace 101 that's just finishing up, and that should be out uh, pretty soon. But that's a little bit about our resources. But, Michael, why don't you just talk a little bit kind of big picture training, um, and then we're also going to highlight a specific aspect of training that's a little new. Yeah, training is kind of the best word we could choose because it does involve, you know, uh, our heart is to is to equip, encourage, and connect youth workers, you know, in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, training encompasses more than just training events or teaching ministry skills. Uh, our training avenue does involve some training kind of programming. That's our youth leader training event we just had in Nashville. We call it YLT. Uh, I was cracking up on previous podcasts when y'all were talking about <laughs> wild tea. Um, there's some wild tea that is enjoyed yes. at YLT. For but sure. uh, yeah. anyway, so we have our YLT event um, here in a couple of weeks at the time of this recording, we'll be hosting uh, around 100 youth workers in Pennsylvania at the Northeast Youth Ministry Summit, a training event we're doing in partnership with CPYU. Um, we also have uh, a new program we'll talk more about. It's called YLT Cohorts, which is going to be another training program that involves some structures. Uh, we also have a church internship program, and this is an opportunity for, for men and women, college graduates who are maybe thinking about a call to ministry. They're, they've done some youth ministry or they're they're interested in ministry as a, as a career uh, and we we place you full time for two years in a partnering local church to serve as an apprentice in ministry. Uh, you're doing real time ministry. You also go through a study program, uh, reading books and uh, being mentored both locally by a youth pastor or pastor, um, but also mentored by uh, by myself or as the program grows, maybe even other practicing mentors uh, going through that study program. Uh, and that involves participation at youth leader training in Nashville. So that's a two-year internship program that you serve, um, being, you know, it's a paid internship working at churches. Uh, and kind of the, the third avenue within the avenue of training. So we've got programming like the training events. We've got the intern program. But this third thing is, is, uh, is really relational. I like to call it pastoral care, coaching, and consulting. It's you're a youth leader, you're a volunteer, you're a pastor, you're a church planner, and you're just looking to uh, to dialogue, to brainstorm, to discuss, to to talk about youth ministry, questions you have about your youth ministry, struggles you're having, uh, ideas you have, and you just want to, if you want to 
dialogue. You want to discuss, you want to ask questions, you want to work on something together. Uh, we are literally here for that. And I don't have all the answers, but what I do is a lot of these, conver- through a lot of these conversations, it's gotten to the point where I very seldom hear something new or unique. So uh, sometimes I'm just a matter of saying, hey, yeah, thank you for the call. I spoke with someone last month about the same thing. Let me connect you guys and we can all work together to encourage one another. So um, you know, everything from how do I start a small group ministry to how do I um, how do I communicate well with parents to, um, you know, how do we hire a youth director or anything that has to do with the youth ministry in your church? Um, we at RYM as a collective through the training avenue are available to be there to uh, to provide those kind of services. Just shoot us an email, shoot me an email. We'll set up a call um, and we'll have those conversations. It's a lot of fun to to be there. And I'll say lastly in that area. Um, I say this a lot at our training events um, because in ministry, we can often be isolated, especially in youth ministry sometimes. And you might be struggling with something that has nothing to do with your ministry. It could be a personal struggle. Uh, if you need prayer and you want to just talk um, at, at my heart, really, it's just pastoring people. I love pastoring pastors, leading leaders, um, and I'm available to listen um, and to help walk with you and whatever that may be to the Lord and just pray and see his care for you. So often I have all happy to offer that pastoral care as well. Don't hesitate. Um, I'm safe. I'm outside of the box. Uh, no one has to know me. Um, and uh, <laughs> I promise to give you uh, uh, two moderately functioning ears and uh, a common love for the Lord and would love to to walk into those places with you as needed. So don't hesitate reaching out. Mm-hmm. And let, let me just to our listeners emphasize that last thing, uh, because I know Michael pers- personally, um, he, he means that uh, he, he loves local youth workers. Uh, he sincerely uh, wants to listen, wants to pastor, and wants to pray for you. Um, there may come a point where we have to try to multiply them because so many people might <laughs> start reaching out. But uh, yeah, please don't hesitate. I mean, that that is, and again, this is where I can start to maybe gush about the training a little bit and brag on it. Um, but as I try to remind our listeners, um, I've, I've been in youth ministry for a while as well. And I was attending this event long before it was even a thought that I would be on staff. Uh, but just what a blessing it is to go to a place and find people that are doing the same thing you're doing. And like you said, even if they do miss out on the training events to, to be able to contact you and, uh, because of the training events, we do know uh, youth workers that are struggling with the same type of things. And so we can often play connections and, and help people out because, Michael, I just think about this. Like when I when I first went to seminary, I was planning on doing a college ministry and that was kind of my intent. And, and while I was in seminary, I was serving in a local church doing youth ministry. And through the years, the Lord just began to grow my heart, and I wanted to do youth ministry more long-term. And I remember trying to find resources uh, that would help me with that, that talked about this. And the only thing I could find was Doug Field's book, My First Two Years in Youth Ministry. And it has been a long time since I've looked at that. I'm sure there's helpful things. It has you know, been a while since I've, I've looked at that. Sadly, I think I loaned that book out and never got it back. But anyway... Um, but that was about it. There weren't a lot of resources and then eventually stumbling upon CPYU and all that Walt Mueller was doing, but the resources were rare. And so I just think about what training is trying to accomplish with RYM and how I would have longed for something like that starting out. Um, so just kind of a, a thanks for what you do, but also kind of trying to paint a, a broader picture um, to our listeners of, of what RYM is seeking to do. Yeah, that's, that's a good word. Thank you for that. I, I likewise had been in youth ministry for a number of years before I 
stumbled across YLT, you know, found out about it. I was taking groups to summer conference and when they announced it, I learned and, and I went and immediately found um, content that was super helpful for me in ministry connection and encouragement from other youth workers that have been lifelong friends ever since that first year um, of going. And, um, you know, and, and the real focus is it's, it's, it really is you, whether again, whether you're on staff at a church or a volunteer, uh, we want to care for you. We want to encourage and, 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 and help, help you do what you're doing. Uh, but the goal of this really, it always ends up at, uh, at the aspiration of, of serving the church. Like as, as our youth ministry leadership is stronger, more encouraged in the gospel, more secure in who they are in, in, in Christ and, and more, uh, uh, understanding of the scriptures and more thoughtful about how they engage with students and parents, you know, that church becomes stronger and that church is able to accomplish its mission in its community unto the ends of the earth better. And so, you know, so, so often youth ministry leaders, uh, they love Jesus. They love students. They love the word. Um, but they're often, not always, they're often younger. Um, and you can't, you know, you can't uh, force wisdom and discernment, you know, in a couple of quick lessons. So, you know, our heartbeat through the various avenues that we're providing and training really is, is this kind of a holistic aspiration. We want to see young men and women uh, or old men and women, for that matter, uh, who are involved in ministry um, to not only grow with good content um uh, about but the Bible and theology, about ministry practice, um, but also just soul care type stuff, whatever buzzwords you like to call it, growth and grace, mm-hmm. soul care, that that someone is kind of pouring into them so that they can pour out into the lives of others. And um, and as we do this more and more, we're learning more and more uh, about how uh, there, there are lots of ways to accomplish that. And, and we're leaning into that space uh, with a desire to see churches stronger um, and able to do ministry better mm-hmm. uh, in their communities with their with their youth and families. Yeah, that, that's well said, and and I know we're we're about to turn the page to talk about uh, a new aspect of the the training. Um, but before I do that, I did want to just kind of say, as as you're saying that, you know, the longer I've been in student ministry and involved in it, you know, now with RYM, I've just seen the importance of longevity in youth ministry. Um, it, it really is difficult for students when a youth worker comes in for one year and moves on or whatever, and I cannot overstate just how the YLT specifically can really foster longevity for the youth worker. And so that's such an important aspect that we, we don't have time to unpack. But but I did just want to say that kind of based on some of what you were saying. So kind of turning the page on that a little bit and, and looking at um, cohorts, you know, I feel like almost since I've come on staff with RYM, this has been a discussion. This has kind of been something in the background that RYM has wanted to do for a while. And so it's been on the back burner. And so even though it's just been recently announced, uh, this has been, I guess we can say, kind of simmering on the back burner. So there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of hours, I mean, really years to kind of develop this. So why don't you just give kind of overview of what the cohorts uh, program is, and then we'll, we'll talk more about it. Sure. And you're right. Uh, you know, the cohorts program really was born out of kind of two things. One just general um, and one one in general and one and uh, sorry, I'm a new I'm, I'm a new uh, Hi. <laughs> I'm a new Apple Watch owner. And uh, it sometimes just starts talking to me and I'm not <laughs> trying to sound cool. Like I didn't want one. I, I mean, the reason why I have it is because it gives me a really, really big numbers to see the time because I'm blind. <laughs> Um, so if, if the, if the listeners could see, I would be showing these giant numbers, but anyway, I apologize. Yeah, we, and it will, I'm totally not going to edit that out, by the way, we're just going to yeah, keep that. It's, in, so it's, <laughs> it's, I earned it. Like 
I'm so it's like people who see me in person, like that was like, I just had this squirrel moment. Like my watch was talking to me and I couldn't keep talking. So um, <laughs> I digress, as I've been wont to say. The cohorts program, really, it was born out of two things. You know, one was there well before we even, you know, RYM, you know, was doing any sort of training like this. You know, the truth is that in the educational world, you know, small group kind of cohort learning uh, is is bearing tons of fruit um, in the continuing education world and the business world. Uh, grad school situations, even in undergraduate and high schools, you're seeing more and more uh, uh, the structure of taking a common topic, uh, a common aspiration, project, goal, and putting a small group of people to work alongside one another uh, towards that common end. They each have individual roles and, their st and stuff, but they're moving towards something. So they produce something both as a group, but also individually gain so much more. More is learned. Uh, the educational experience is more robust. Uh, people stay in the process longer. So the, the whole idea of cohorts is nothing new. Uh, it's a weird word, but you know, it's mainly just this idea of small group learning, small group training. Um, and that idea, we began to see it flesh out in our church intern program. So as we had church interns serving at a variety of different churches in different locations, you know, some in bigger churches, some in smaller churches, um, you know, the the training experience for those interns, they would get together in small group. We get together twice a month in Zoom calls as a group and once a month uh, with one on ones between me and the intern. And and we also saw each other at YLT. That was part of their training. And and that nine month kind of September to May training experience as these guys and gals would would uh, would graduate from the program, so to speak. And we did some debriefing like over and over. They were like, you know, the the main thing that was so much of a blessing to me that helped me both grow as a as a person as a child of God as a minister was just going through it with that small group of people you know having that community who were kind of going through something similar you know in the court sometimes we had seminary graduates going through it with recent college graduates so it wasn't like they were all you know exactly the same um, but that common experience was just bearing a ton of fruit and sending people out into life some people didn't even go into full time ministry afterwards we had going to social work. Uh, homemakers, education, back to grad school, but wherever they went, they went forward uh, having grown a ton uh, in the context of that that community and that cohort. So we began to think like, this is really helpful and beneficial. And and I would even talk to, to pastors or youth leaders who weren't you know involved in talking to them about that program. And I heard youth workers go, man, I'd love something like that. Or I'd even hear pastors say, I'd love something like that for our for our youth worker, who's maybe a younger youth worker or whatever. Uh, and we just began to dream and pray, like, how could we do this? And it really wasn't rocket science. It was like, well, let's create a program that instead of being one of our church interns on staff with us, you know, serving at a local church, instead of limiting that experience and that program to just our interns, let's package it in such a way that really anyone in youth ministry could sign up to be a part of a small group, of a cohort, and, 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 and in so doing, receive not only that that kind of community benefit of going through a common experience, um, but go through the training program together, uh, attend YLT together, um, and add on some other uh, you know really cool benefits that we can talk about later. So the 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 program was born out of the fruit being born out of our church intern program, but because that's somewhat limiting, you know, have to be in our program, placed at our partnering church and stuff. There are all these other guys and gals out there serving in ministry that we're like, man, you know, whether you're brand new in ministry or whether you've been in ministry for a while, or even if you're a part-timer or, or a volunteer, but you have space to go through this program, you, you will grow in your knowledge of ministry practice. You'll grow in your knowledge of the Bible and theology, and you'll grow um, 
in grace. You'll grow in your walk with the Lord Jesus. Um, and over the course of a year, it's built around a two-year program, but you can do it for one. Um, I'm confident that it's going to bear a ton of fruit. And it's a, it's not just a thing to do for a youth worker. It's really a church investing in someone, um, whether it's a youth paid staff worker or a volunteer. It's really the church saying, hey, we want to invest in you so that that can translate into a stronger youth ministry in our church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it, it reminds me too, I can think of just being back in seminary and so many of the professors would say, or they would encourage us to, to be doing ministry while you're in seminary. Um, but because if you, you know, you're not doing the ministry while you're in seminary, obviously there's so much that you learn outside of the classroom. And of course, various circumstances, people are not able to do that. So I, I'm not knocking that at all, but I was thinking about how this is connected to, to the cohorts that, you know, this is so accessible to people that they don't have to stop the ministry that they're doing in the local church. They can be doing this while they're doing the ministry. And again, as they're serving in the local church, they're taking what they're learning from this cohort and able to, um, you know, implement it immediately. And so there's just so much richness to, to this idea. And so just kind of digging into the cohort a little bit, Michael, why don't you give us kind of the the specifics of it? You said, you know, there's a one-year track, there's a two-year track. Just let us know a little bit more about that. Sure. So, um, yeah, just kind of going through the bullet point list, um, you know, so uh, registration and participation at the Nashville, our national youth leader training event is part of it. So, um, and that is a significant value in and of itself. Um, that's right in the middle of the year. And you get a curated study program. It's for nine months. The, the program year runs September to May. Um, and that, that study program has content in Bible theology, ministry practice, and growth and grace, kind of slash soul care. So you're getting not just a bunch of theology books, but you're getting a variety of those readings. Um, and you do those with your small group. Uh, each small group, each cohort is led by an experienced um, youth ministry practitioner, um, and uh, I'll be leading some. We have some others, uh, folks who've been in the RYM sphere and been a part of YLT, and they'll be leading those as demand is needed. Um, and what you do through the course of that those nine months, so there's two group meetings each month. Uh, one is for the discussion of that month's you know discuss, uh, study program material. You know, if you're reading a book or two that month, you get on, and everybody kind of comes prepared to have that discussion. Um, and they're about and it's, these are 90 minute meetings, so a 90 minute discussion about the study program. And then another meeting that's 90 minutes as a group that you're, you know, at the very least, I like to call it kind of uh, sharing life and ministry meetings. You're getting to share the highs and lows about what's going on in your current ministry practice, some God stories about what God's up to, um, sharing struggles, asking questions, doing some group think, praying for one another. Um, And it's really sweet to see the groups grow um, uh, over the years, one with another and seeing them uh, kind of carry one another's burdens. But also in that second meeting, often I'll maybe shoot out a quick article uh, or a recording or something and and just to give us more things to talk about. Everything from, you know, how to structure your lesson on Sunday or uh, how to communicate with parents. Just little little pieces, parts of ministry can happen in those meetings as well. And then there'll be one uh, meeting each month, September to May, where you'll meet one-on-one with your uh, your mentor. And those are 50-minute meetings. And that's where uh, the mentor is walking through the aspects of the program. Uh, you know, you might have a specific thing you're struggling with in your ministry. You may have questions about the reading, uh, any number of things. But that's that person is there to pour into you and listen to you and to walk through whatever you may need to go through. So you have those three meetings a month. Uh, two 90-minute meetings and one 50-minute meetings. Those are all scheduled over Zoom. Um, another cool thing about the program is 
the mentor will be meeting every other month with whoever the local church kind of oversight is. It may be that if you're a um, uh, if you're working with a youth pastor or you're working with a pastor or maybe there's a you know uh, an elder or a deacon or somebody lay leader who's kind of your oversight and they're kind of helping shepherd you um the mentor will meet with them as well um and that can help with so many things you know it could be that especially a lot of young youth workers they're not really they feel a little bit insecure about what they're being asked to do they're not quite sure whether they're uh they're doing well or not and i can help whoever that oversight is to communicate well and help to create some better communication there and at the same time i can help um, that person who's in oversight identify areas where we want to both mutually encourage growth and development. Uh, so it creates a little bit of a, a, a close knit local community of someone mentoring as well as the mentoring coming from outside. Um, let's see here. Another cool thing about it, you you know, and and you have access to your mentor outside of your stated meetings as well. So you you know you have at least one month, uh, once a month meeting with your mentor. But maybe you got a quick question or a prayer request, you'll have that access as well. Um, if you, your church or your group attends an RYM summer conference in the summer, uh, you will, you or your church basically get a 50% discount, um, for your leader. Maybe you could apply that to a chaperone or you could spread that out, you know, apply it to students or whatever, but you get a 50% discount for one person to one of the conferences in the summer. And something that's really exciting is both Covenant Theological Seminary in St. Louis and RTS, Reformed Theological Seminary, with multiple campuses. Uh, each of them have affirmed this program so that if you do the program, uh, you can receive tuition discounts at their master's level programs um, as a result of participating in this program. So um, if you were thinking about going to seminary, and you're, you're, especially if the cohort kind of inspires you to take that next step, um, by doing the program, you immediately can, can lock into... 50% tuition discount on MDiv programs and other discounts for other programs. They're not all 50%. Um, uh, but that's a great, you know, if you have questions about that, let me know. But that's a huge blessing. I mean, tuition at seminary is not cheap. And hmm. um, and uh, some of our interns and even cohort members have kind of, you know, started tiptoeing into seminary coursework as well during their cohort year. Uh, yeah, I'll stop there because that was kind of flying through the bullet points, trying to be succinct. Uh, I tend to ramble on some stuff, but uh, yeah, what questions do you have about some of those aspects or or comments do you want to throw in there? Well, yeah, I mean, just kind of that last thing I definitely wanted to emphasize is the, the seminary uh, discount, how, how significant that is. One, just it's exciting that uh, Covenant Theological Seminary as well as Reformed Theological Seminary is, is partnering on this. But I'm also just thinking about my own story as I was starting to get into to ministry and I was not sure if I wanted to do seminary. Um, I took one course to kind of see if I wanted to do that. And I just think how helpful the cohorts would be to kind of start easing into seminary. If someone's out there and they're just not sure if they're wanting to do seminary yet, this could be just kind of a step into that um, kind of thought process and just kind of help them reflect and, and think about that, not to mention the financial benefit of it. Um, so that that's that's huge. Um, and Michael, too, I know we, we've had some of these conversations, but I'm thinking you know, we don't know who all is going to, to sign up for this, but are you going to try to keep people somewhat close geographically? Is that something yeah, you're kind of thinking? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked because a lot of people ask that. And, um, you know, how do you decide what group you're going to be in? Um, we will definitely be very thoughtful in how we place cohorts. Uh, you, I mean, we had one person inquire, like, I've got another buddy in my town. We'd like to do it together. Can we be in the same cohort? You know, it's like, absolutely. So, you know, you could even 
gather five people and say, hey, let's all do the cohorts together and just sign up and say, we, we can make that work if you wanted. We will, we will, we want to try at least two, the two things that are high on our placement, you know, kind of structure is geographic location and church context. Um, you know, we, we would, we want to do the best we can to have, even though you can get a lot of blessing, even if you're not in the exact same context, but, you know, we want to, you know, if you're in a, in a smaller church setting, um, we wouldn't want you to be the only guy or girl in a contact in a cohort with, you know, four other people who are in, you know, multi-staff youth ministries or something like that. So kind of the church context, as well as the, uh, as the geographical uh, possibilities, because we've got a lot of ideas that haven't been officially kind of structured in yet about in-person gatherings, maybe, or, you know, we know that could happen organically. If you've got mm-hmm. a bunch of people relatively close, by all means, get together, go to have lunch. We'll encourage that and certainly have already. And some of our, uh, our church interns have gotten together on their own because they live fairly close. So yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We, we want the cohorts to be very, we want fit is something we want to take into account. Um, that goes also for, you know, we've got a variety of mentors leading. Um, so some of the specific gifts and locations of those mentors would play into it as well. Um, you know, I've got one potential mentor who lives on the West coast and, uh, it wouldn't make for logistical reasons alone, but, you know, we probably wouldn't have him hosting, you know, a bunch of youth workers from the Southeast. Uh, Mm -hmm. so we're hoping that we might get some folks kind of mountain time zone, a Pacific time zone that we could kind of have him leading. Um, so we'll definitely be thinking through those as well, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's helpful for sure. Cause I was thinking, yeah, organically, just how people are probably going to want to get together from this and how that could just happen on its own, as well as, like you said, trying to be intentional to maybe make some of those in-person gatherings happen. Um, I know we're about to, to draw this to a close. Um, also, just are you saying five people to each cohort or could it be more than that? Could it be seven? Less yeah, five is kind of our ideal. I think that where we have, where we in, where we promote it is kind of four to six per cohort. Um, five is kind of the ideal, you know, four would be our minimum lower than four. It's, it ends up not being as robust. I, mean, I don't know that we'll, we're not going to be too hard on that, but I think when you start getting to, to the seven and eight, uh, the time, the group meeting times get really constrained in terms of uh, the conversations and dialogue, as well as just the amount we're asking these mentors who are all working, you know, they're all youth ministers right now. So, uh, they're giving a lot of their time. So if we give them too big of a group, they can't really shepherd them as well. So we're, we're aiming at five. We might have some with four, we may have some with six. Um, you know, I may take a little bit, uh, you know, I might get a seven one in because it's, it's my full-time job or whatever, but we'll definitely be cautious about that. And it's, it's mostly about maximizing the experience. And there's, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the magic with kind of four to six is it, it makes the most of the time and, and the opportunity. Another quick question that people have asked is, you know, will the groups be co-ed? Uh, right now, we will not have any kind of restrictions on that in terms, in other words, yes. Uh, but if someone wanted to be in a cohort and they really wanted to only be in a, a women-only cohort or some of those other uh, requests, we anticipate, uh, depending on how things play out, that we would end up not only having potentially some women-only cohorts, but but maybe even some other niche cohorts, you know, like, you know, experienced youth leaders, you know, we could put them together with as that need was there. So if you're interested and you have questions, uh, that's a, you know, definitely reach out and inquire about that. Um, And, you know, as a parting comment, if we're not ready for that yet, then you can, (laughs) we can still go there. But I just, I think as I think about the cohort program and it's, it's new cohort programs are not new. There are lots of cohort programs out there. Um, What's new about ours or what is unique to ours is probably a better way to put it. Um, is we're attempting to provide something that's really robust. 
Um, it's not just a handful of, of kind of get togethers to, to talk about things. We really are trying to do a significant investment um, into, into youth leaders, into their ministries. Um, you know, it's ideally folks would do this for a two, two program years. That's the, that's the, the structure is built around that, but we don't force people to sign up for two years if you want to take it one year at a time. But uh, what we've seen tons of fruit of that two year thing. And that, that teaches directly and indirectly that, that growth in life and ministry and wisdom and discernment, um, it doesn't happen quickly. Um, as much as I'd love to do, you know, three week, you know, three meetings and, you know, give you a, a two thumbs up and say, you know, you got it. Um, doesn't work that way. That doesn't mean that a few meetings aren't beneficial. We should be doing all kinds of stuff, right? You know, I just recently signed up for a training thing that's a, uh, on a specific topic that is a, you know, a couple of meetings, right? So I, we're doing something that's hard to articulate. It's a real, it's a holistic, large kind of large scale investment into youth ministry leaders. Um, and it will, I, I'm hopeful that many will see it as something they, they, they want to invest in the leaders of their church. So if you're out there, if you're a pastor or maybe you're a parent and you're, you're thinking, this would be good for our youth worker, bring it to your church leadership. Uh, and this is not something that, you know, uh, you know, this isn't something that, I mean, there's cost involved and it's an investment, but uh, we certainly, you know, as, as I talked to someone recently, you know, this isn't like going to be this big moneymaker for us. You know, I jokingly <laughs> say we like to put the non and nonprofit at RYM. Um, <laughs> it's all about it, it, it. We've tried to do our best to, to scale it in such a way that it's a reasonable investment. We've done a soft launch this year. We have six people involved this year and from churches of various shapes and sizes all over the country. And it's been a blessing. So uh, all that's to say uh, it, it, we, we really hope that it will be an investment into the church, into leaders in the church. Um, and, you know, the Lord will, the Lord will use it as he sees fit. Uh, we're offering it to him uh, to lead in his church. We know that this first year we do it. The first ministry year is going to be next September, 2023 through May of 2024. This spring is where we're kind of receiving signups and registrations and putting those cohorts together um, so that through the summer, the, the mentors can kind of connect with them and they can get all their meetings and stuff set up. Um, but we'll learn a lot through this year. Mm-hmm. Being that yeah. this is the first time we've done it with additional mentors and in this setup, um, and in year two it's going to get better because we're going to learn from it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll land the plane there. We're excited about it. Please reach out if you have questions um, and ideas about it. Um, mhall at rym.org would love to talk with you and your church about ways we can serve you in this regard with the cohort program or in any other way. Yeah, no, and and I did want to just kind of emphasize a point too. Um, I can be really bad at keeping up with my friends. And I just think like, this is a great way to do that. I mean, this is a way to where it's like, Hey, get your friends. Let's sign up for this. Let's do this together. It's going to be some constructive time together to to go through uh, this cohort and then also get time with your friends. And so that's just kind of a a great word that you said there that I wanted to emphasize. Um, I know you just gave your, your email address, other avenues that you want to point people to where they can check out more information on this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, the RYM website, we've got a page dedicated to it. It's going to be rym.org. Uh, I'm trying to find it right slash now. I'm pretty sure it's training. Yeah, slash training gets you to the main training landing page. I had this queued up until a second ago. I'm such a spaz. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, slash training. But I'm pretty sure if you go to slash like YLT, you know, hyphen cohorts, it may even get you there as well. Um, well, I'll, I'll also put the link in the show notes to this podcast. So people, if you're listening to this, uh, check the show notes, you can click on the link, but there will be more information about registration, all that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. Um, rym.org slash YLT dash cohorts. It, it pops up when you, you know, if you're on your computer and you go over training, there's three things under training and YLT cohorts is the third thing there. So, um, yeah, we're hopeful that, that YLT courts will, 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 will do what we hope that it would, it would develop leaders, strengthen youth ministries, uh, and ultimately serve the church. Mm-hmm. That well said. Well, Michael, thanks for taking time to come on today and thanks for, for all you do at the training. You bet. You bet. Thanks again for all you do, John.